And I'm joined now by RNZ Business Editor Giles Beckford. Kia ora, Giles. Power retailers have been ordered to provide consumers with protection. Kia ora to Charlotte. Yes, the retailers will now have to provide basic protections for residential consumers. And that's after the market regulator, the Electricity Authority, uh, decided to mandate consumer care guidelines. Well, the authority's uh, decision will come into effect next year, and retailers will have to provide a range of protections for consumers. These include how companies deal with consumers struggling to pay their bills and how they should act when considering disconnecting customers who are in arrears. The authority's chief executive, Sarah Gillies, says its consultation found strong support in favour of replacing the existing voluntary guidelines. One of the things that, that we're really focused on is making sure that consumers have a, a clear kind of standard of expectation from their retailer across the board, regardless of which retailer there was. So there are a lot of protections in place for consumers already through the voluntary existing guidelines, but what they'll, they'll see ultimately is, is a kind of mandated standard uh, across the board, and that's what we're going to work through in the coming months. Uh, In the meantime, the Electricity Authority is also consulting on options to support consumer plan comparisons and switching between suppliers. The Airports Association will appeal the merits of the Commerce Commission's recent decisions on how to value and costs associated with airport assets and how they're set. The Commission's completed a review of what it calls input methodologies for key regulatory assets in December. These also included rules for electricity lines and gas pipelines. Airports Association Chief Executive Billy Moore says the latest rules are fundamentally different to the previous rules and they've introduced considerable uncertainty when it comes to long-term investment decisions which will ultimately cost consumers more. We're looking for a system that strikes the right balance. This is a really important regulatory regime. It ensures that investors and consumers in the system are treated fairly. But one of the most important aspects is that it's a stable regulatory environment so that we can invest in those critical long-life infrastructure assets. And if the more uncertainty added into the process, which we feel has been unnecessary this time around, the harder it is to plan over time and feel confident in that system. Billy Moore says the uh, the rules apply not only to large international airports such as Auckland, Wellington and Christchurch, but also affect smaller airports which are essential in keeping the country connected. The US Federal Reserve has held its benchmark interest rate steady, as expected, but dropped reference to the possibility of further rate rises. That's been interpreted as a hint the next move is a cut, although there's no clue as to when that might be. The Federal Reserve's chair, Jerome Powell, says uh, says they want to be convinced inflation is definitely headed to the 2% target. We're we're looking for greater confidence that inflation is moving sustainably down to 2%. Implicitly, we do have confidence and it has been increasing, but we want to get greater confidence. What do we want to see? We want to see more good data. It's not that we're looking for better data. We're looking at continuation of the good data that we've been seeing. Well, former chair of the Federal Reserve and now professor of economics at Princeton University, Alan Blinder, explains what the Fed wants. A lot of people would say, you know, we've had enough. You've got inflation pretty much down into the twos, depending on exactly the measurement, the period and the index. We're not quite at 2.0, but it's falling. And given that it's falling, if assuming that continues, that's the key point in what Powell is talking about.
the key core inflation indicator in the U.S., which the Fed follows, uh, is currently at 2.9%. And its approach mirrors that of many leading central banks around the world, including our own Central Reserve Bank of New Zealand, which can be expected to make similar-sounding comments at the end of this month. A judge in the United States state of Delaware has thrown out a record-breaking 56 billion U.S. dollar pay package for carmaker Tesla's chief executive, Elon Musk. That's worth about 91 billion New Zealand dollars. The deal was drawn up in 2018, but was challenged by a shareholder who queried how it was devised and then presented to shareholders for approval. The judge called the sum unfathomable and suggested the board didn't seriously consider the issues of performance and seemed beholden to the headline-making chief executive. An expert in leadership at UCLA, Chris Roebuck, says, the leaving aside, says leaving aside the moral considerations of such a big payout, the board simply didn't do its job. Effectively, the board knew that on the current predictions of performance, Musk would get his objectives pretty easily without a problem. They did not tell the shareholders that. They implied to the shareholders that Mr. Musk was going to have to work very hard to meet these objectives. And that lack of transparency, to put, to put it subtly, maybe politely, lack of transparency, the judge suggested it might be worse, was why the shareholders agreed. Had they known the real situation, they probably wouldn't have agreed it. Well, Musk had told the hearing that he planned to use the money to advance uh, human performance and to advance travel to Mars. Well, here's a person who's not on Mars and not earning $91 billion. It's uh, Andrew Cathy from Craig's Investment Partners. Kia to you, Andrew. Kia Giles. Yeah, my heart's bleeding for Elon. Yes, I think your, your uh, comment probably be uh, you know, nodded around the country. Let's have a quick look. How's the local market performing? Yeah, look, the NZX 50 is down roughly a third of a percent or 45 points at 11,827. Bit of a mixed bag, really. Auckland Airport's up one and a half cents, 8.45. Comvita down almost 11 percent or 24 cents at $1.96 after that trading update. Contact Energy down four eight oh three. Fletcher Building down two at $4.50. Fisher & Paykel Healthcare bucking the trend. It's up one cent at twenty three sixty eight, and Fratil off uh, six and a half cents at ten dollars fifty. Meridian up, sorry, down seven at five forty eight, and Spark off five and a half cents at five twenty six. Just a headline for Australia, please, and then the currency. Yeah, they're weaker than us. The ASX two hundred is down almost one percent, or seventy two points after setting that record high yesterday. Looking at the currency against the US dollar, we're currently 61.13. Against Australia, 93.07. Sterling, 48.19. And Euro, 56.54. 90-day bank bill unchanged at 5.685%. 10-year interest rates are weaker. They're at 4.30%. Brent crude also down about 2% trading at US dollars, $80.69 a barrel. Gold fractionally higher at US dollars, $2,040 an ounce. Thank you very much. That's Andrew Cathy from Craig's Investment Partners. And the companies that Andrew was referring to there, Convita, the honey producer, it's told the market that uh, first half uh, revenue likely to be down about 8% to $108 million uh, and that its full year earnings 
will be between 30 and $35 million. It says uh, conditions are a bit tough in trading in China and the US. Steel and tube, however, uh, says its uh, pre-tax earnings are likely to be just above $11 million, which is higher than previous guidance. We'll update it all for you in Checkpoint at around half past five.